Good afternoon, folks. Good morning. Good night. However you're joining us or whenever you're joining us. Thank you so much for stopping by the Sports Memory Podcast. I'm your host, Drew Forbes. We're recording live tonight from the Galley in St. Petersburg, Florida. We are going to begin kicking off uh, recording more and more episodes from bars in the St. Pete area. So if you're ever around, we're going to announce our places that we're recording. Please come out. Come see us. We'd love to see you. We'd love to have a beer with you. We'd love the bullshit with you. So please come out. We got a great show for you guys tonight. There's so much to talk about about last week. One of the most exciting NFL weeks that I can remember in a very, very long time, which culminated in one of the best Monday Night Football games uh, that, quite frankly, I've ever seen. And then, of course, as we do every week, we're going to look forward to this week. Look, there are some great games coming up this week. Um, We're going to talk about them as we always do. We're going to give you our Vegas picks. All four of us that participate in this podcast, we are currently in the win column for our picks. So just saying, you know, take it or leave it. I'm so excited you came to join us today, and let's kick this thing off. Welcome, 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 everybody. We are here in St. Petersburg, Florida at the Galley on 4th Street, one of our favorite bars. My name is Drew Forbes. I'm joined, of course, by Marcus Anthony and Jimbo Kramer. How are you guys doing today? Doing well here tonight, Drew. Fantastic. This fall weather has got me so excited. It's gorgeous, isn't it? It's, it's absolutely, absolutely ridiculous. I just did my uh, first CrossFit class tonight in 40 days, and so I'm feeling very uh, awful right now. Just wait till the morning. <laughs> it's going to be brutal. Uh, I just got married a couple weeks ago, so I am just now back, and I am rearing to go. I'm, I'm excited to be here. Uh, we're excited to be recording at the galley, um, and we got a lot to talk about tonight. I what mean, a, it's, what a weekend! Holy! Sh- and we say it every week, and I, I joke about that. We say what what a wild weekend, but this weekend was truly like I can't remember a one o'clock slate of games that was more entertaining than what we saw last week. Well, there's that, but you know, I was talking about it earlier. One o'clock, you got Tampa, Arizona, amazing game to watch. Four o'clock, Carolina, Green Bay, amazing game to watch. Sunday night football was awesome. It came down to the last play, too. And, oh, my God, Monday night. If that wasn't the best, that's the game of the year, in my opinion. And it might be. It's definitely the best Monday night game of the year. The slate's been really bad, so you actually get a chance where you get potential division winners facing off for a division title. Yeah, definitely. I'll, I'll take that all day. Goes to overtime. For sure. Oh, my God. So, what? I mean, what was your favorite game of the week? Just straight up. A- outside of the Monday night game? No, no, no. Monday that? night game included. The Monday night game was probably the best game that we might... It, it might be the best game of the season. I agree. At this point. Yeah. That end. The end of that game was so bizarre. That, I've never seen an overtime where the ball changed hands often, so many right? times. Oh, it was man, ridiculous. Yeah. How about Russell Wilson throwing two picks in that game? That He's thrown one pick all its season. So, it's, to, get a, to get a pick and then, uh, it, like... Going into the end zone, get the interception, run it back out, miss the field goal, and give him another chance. Just the, the tossing and turning from that game, like, very, it, it made for very watchable TV. The, the, all the extra variables, San Francisco signs this guy right off right off the street, and he had some clutch kicks. Yeah. Big-time kicks. For sure. And then he could have sealed Missed it. Missed the one that mattered. It, it looked like me kicking out there. <laughs> like, like there, that was the, probably the worst kick. Did you I've guys seen. see the Bob Meanery comment oh that we posted? Um, if, yeah. if for the listeners, if, if you haven't listened, if you haven't seen that, uh, Bob Meanery is this guy on on Facebook, and he, he does commentary over like uh, sports plays, and it's just absolutely fucking hilarious. Uh, go check it out. We posted a couple days ago. It's so funny the, of the kick where he just shanked it. Oh, that it looks like in golf, you know, when you just blade a. a, a did, did anyone touch that or anything? I don't think anyone no, touched it. Nope, nope. It was not blocked in any way, shape, or form. He just completely duffed it. Perfect snap, perfect hold. So, regardless, obviously a wild week. Um, that Monday night game was something truly special. And the weird thing is, you know, I'm watching the, the, the shitty ESPN shows the day after, and they were painting it like that was a sloppy game. And, yeah, in a way it was sloppy, but, dude... I will be damned if that wasn't one of the most entertaining football games I've ever watched in my life. That everything you want. Everything. Everything. And it proves to me that that San Francisco is truly for real. I mean, there's really no doubt about it anymore, right? And so so Seattle, though. Man, they're they're, they're Oh, I've always known Seattle. And and the funny thing about Seattle is they're kind of putting the pieces together as they go. They they go out, they sign Jadavian Cloudy, uh, and then they They, also bring in uh, Josh Gordon. Like, they're just building the pieces to be a monster. And rumor has it. Per Adam Schefter, that they actually were uh, 
testing the waters on Antonio Brown before they signed Josh or before they claimed Josh Gordon off oh, waivers. Could you imagine Man, him coming in too? Also, how the hell did how the hell did Josh Gordon make it all the way to Seattle in terms of the waiver wire? Like, there's plenty of other teams that could have used him. The, the the departure of Josh Gordon from New England is one of the most bizarre things. But anyways, let's kick off tonight's show. Uh, last week again, uh, we stayed up as normal. Uh, again, th- this show is very much a gambling show. It's very much a Vegas show. And if you're looking for winners, we're literally all winners. And that is actually something that is not all that common. Uh, mostly people hover around 500, and we're kind of there, but we're definitely beating the spread. Uh, some of us more than others. Uh, last week, me and Derek went 4-2, and two, and Marcus and Newman went 5-1. and one. Can't really ask for much better than that. Um, if you're just playing game by game, I mean, we dominated. Yeah. And actually, it was through and through. It was a big weekend for uh, underdogs covering the spreads. Yep. They did it everywhere. Um, but, you know, when we get these games, I mean, when you got four people, like, we can talk about those type percentages. If you start looking at experts, quote-unquote experts, 50% is more than average, more than a common number everywhere. But we're, we're, um, we're way ahead of the curve, and it's a beautiful feeling. For sure. Our overall records for the year, just so everyone has reference, so you can uh, know who to not give a fuck about. Uh, Derek is at 30 and 24. Marcus is leading the pack at 33 and 21. Uh, I got married and was with my beautiful wife for a week, so I was away. So my record is actually at 26 and 22. And Newman, who's joined us for a couple weeks, is at 7 and 5. We're going to have Newman pick uh, on a weekly basis going forward. Uh, a bit of an asterisk next to my record last week as I did pick my, uh, my picks after I got off the cruise ship. And uh, so I did have some information that they didn't have. But uh, I don't know, man. I think I would have went Bears in that game regardless. I, th- I think I would have, too. It was good. I thought going in, actually, I leaned Detroit, leaned Detroit, and then I, I flip-flopped when I started evaluating everything. Right. And I thought it was just time for Chicago, and truthfully, they, they let me down. They didn't look good at all. I thought they were going to lose the game. Um, and and if Stafford was in there, I am I can almost guarantee you they would have lost that game. They're, they have so many issues on the offensive front. Absolutely. And you, and you feel bad because they're wasting Khalil Mack's prime. Uh, Eddie Jackson from Bama is a fantastic safety. Baller. And and, <clears throat> and they have to score. Like You can't put that much pressure on your defense. It's not just that they're wasting Quilmax Prime. It's that they traded two first-round picks for Quilmax. So if this isn't the team, like they went all in. Yeah. They, they, they went out and got, got Quilmax. I mean, and their defense looked dominant. All of a sudden, their offense just fell apart. I don't really know what's going on in Chicago. Yeah, but they need to get it fixed fast because they're not going to have too many more years of peak Kalomak, peak some of the other guys they have on rookie deals. Yeah. This is definitely a team that that it needs to invest some some real effort into figuring out whatever their offensive issues it's, are. It's, it's the it's the offensive line is is their big it's their biggest spot is the offensive line. Shocker, um, and and there's a lot of blame that's going to go to Trubisky and Nag, Nagy has to figure it out. He's got to get that offense going. But their offensive line is probably one of the worst that we've seen in quite some time. Um, definitely in the bottom percentage. The lack of, of commitment to the run is astounding to me. I thought they were going to be able to run all over Detroit. Detroit's been really bad against the run all year. And they just chose not to, like, emphatically emphasize, the like, go to the run. Like, you need to protect, protect Mitch Trubisky. He's not that great. So you, you need to get him uh, get the ball out of his hands. Yep. Uh, and honestly, the, the Bears barely squeezing out a win against the Staffordless Lions is only one of many ridiculous games from last week. Uh, the Saints absolutely shit the bed against the lowly Falcons. Um, is it time to panic, or is that just a consequence of a divisional matchup? And and we, we maybe the Falcons are coming back into form? Like, what's going on there? Um, you know, I was so high on the Falcons going in. They're so talented. Yep. Maybe it's just they, a spark of desperation that's coming in because – they, you know, they played some good def- better defense than you can anticipate. Yeah. Um, but the offense has the skill spots there. Uh, so division matchups are always tough. They were coming off a of bye, being desperate. You know, maybe they're going to start clicking like San Diego uh, the Chargers did last year. Um, but there's definitely not. It's not a desperation time in uh, New Orleans. So I don't think the Falcons are like a team that's going to be picking in the top five in the NFL draft. But I don't think they're good either. This is more of an aberration game. The Saints came out flat. I don't know how the hell you come out flat at coming off a bye and lose to a team like the Falcons, but that's a real loss opportunity because this team was heading towards potentially a first, definitely a bye and potentially home field advantage. Yep. Um, I, I, I think that the Falcons' issues, they have good skill players and they just have terrible uh, trench guys, and that's always going to hurt you. Uh, so let, let's, let's go into some other games. Uh, the Browns beat the Bills, which – 
isn't a surprise to me at all. Um, if I had to pick that game, I would have picked the Browns all day because I've been saying it all year. The Bills are pretenders. They got a really good defense. Uh, sometimes <laughs> it, it, it's really bizarre. They're they're really inconsistent. Like, what do you guys think? Are the Browns back or are the Bills just bad? I, I don't I don't think that they're back. I think it def there's definitely they came out angry. They actually came out like Baltimore did against New England uh, the other last uh, prime time. Right, but. Buffalo's defense, they were fantastic inside of the 10. I was watching. I think they had eight plays in a row of like five of them within. Buffalo or Cleveland? Buffalo's defense inside of the five, they didn't give up a touchdown. Um, Cleveland's defense was also really really good inside the five in the red zone. I think they got a little lucky for whatever reason. Buffalo was not giving the ball to the right people in those situations or trying to work the ball to the right guys, and I think that really hurt them in that game. But I think I think they're they're kind of struggling. Like they know they have a good defense. Um, they're trying to find their identity on offense, and it's really been a battle. First of all, I, I don't know if you guys watched the Patriots Bills game this year, but uh, they held Tom Brady to one of his worst games in his career. It was atrocious. If Josh Allen didn't throw up those two prayer interceptions, they probably win that game. So I don't know what to think of that team. I really don't know. I, I think that watching that, you see that they lack a like a big time playmaker on the outside. Uh, a, a, Antonio Brown could really help turn something around. Josh Allen's not the best thrower, right? But he's a great athlete. He's a decent I like thrower. Him. I like him, but but he's not he's not he's not he's he's not going to carry you with his arm. He's going to carry you by being a, a playmaker, right? Uh, but having someone that can get separation and open things up on the offensive end, because that defense is they're they're a really good defense. Yep. Um, Ten plays inside of the five without giving up a touchdown is a really good defense. I don't care who you're playing against. Right. I actually think John Brown's. A pretty decent playmaker. They Absolutely. probably need another. He goes. They probably need another guy to pair with him. But I don't think that the Buffalo Bills coaching staff is confident in Josh Allen in order to make, like put him in charge of the game and let him actually do what he needs to do in order for them to open the offense up and put some pressure on the other teams. Yep. I mean, their he, defense is good, but their offense just it plays way too conservative. And it's it's really hard to teach accuracy and decision making. It's 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 impossible. And he suffers from bad accuracy and bad decision making. He's been doing it since high school. I mean, I think his career uh, passer percentage was in like the mid 50s in in college, which was, which was a huge red flag. At at a lower level of of the Division exactly. 1 yep. unit. So let's move along. Dolphins beat the Colts. What a bizarre thing. Like I know I know Brissett went down, but you would have thought based on everything we've seen so far that they could have overcame that, especially with that ridiculously good coaching staff that we know that they have. Um, what a bizarre turnout that was. I mean, how surprised were you guys by that outcome? It was, full, it was in Indy, too. A full week to prepare at home against the Dolphins. Exactly. I, I, I mean, I get one thing where it's last week where they lose to the, the Steelers with without Jacoby Brissett when he gets hurt during the game. But you've got a full week knowing that uh, Hoyer is your starting quarterback. You should be able to game plan accordingly and, and make it so that you win the game. Also, what the hell's happened to their offensive line? They should be able to run all over any, everybody, especially the Dolphins. Yep. Now, um, I'm not that surprised. Um, I, I was Miami plus 11 was one of my favorite picks of the week. Miami's been playing really good football. You know, we've talked about it over and over. They're just yeah. they're just playing angry. They're playing tough. They're playing physical. Um, but then I, I thought they were going to lead and then blow it at the end. Um, they're definitely missing percent, but there was a question mark. I know they said that he might play going into mid-late week. But when you talk about knee injury, there's no reason to play that game, you know. But it's a, it's a tough loss. It's a bad loss. You it's can't a really play, bad loss. But and honestly, I, I think it derails their season, quite frankly. It, it might, it might cost them an opportunity at the playoffs. For sure. Without a doubt, because they're going to start losing that division. So, um, again... Uh, we've been talking about it every week. And by the way, all those games we just talked about, all 1 o'clock. How ridiculous was that slate of games? Uh, we, once again, though, something we've discussed every single week, uh, pass interference calls not being made or being made too often. Uh, again, refing was terrible again in so many different games and determined the outcome. Uh, obviously, you guys saw the Bucks game. What were your thoughts on that no call at the very end of the game? There, there were so many that I was like, like, God damn, this is it's ruining. It's like you're ruining seasons. The teams that are going to be borderline, a loss is going to make the difference. It's supposed to be under review automatically within exactly. two minutes. Yeah. Um, and then you look. The booth at, screwed it up, which is so bizarre. Yeah, yeah they, they had the opportunity. Then you look at the Carolina Panthers game, and, and we'll, we'll talk about that call later. But 
they they automatically reviewed that last play at the goal line, right. and which they should have automatically reviewed that pass interference, just like in Kansas City, Tennessee. With that turnover, yeah. they should have automatically reviewed. That guy was so far off sides, and I've... I've, I've probably heard of my entire like life paying attention to these sports lined up in the neutral zone before this week four or five times. I think we had a six times last week and four in the Raiders game lined up in the neutral zone. It happens every game, but that's a, that's a bogus call. And then, but then you see it happen in the game-winning kick that gets blocked. And, you know, you're, you're changing seasons. Yeah, I, I'm not sure what, what the NFL does at this point other than things that we've already suggested. Um, <clears throat> but... I'd really like to see it get cleaned up, especially as we move more towards playoffs, because if it starts affecting playoff games, then, then we're going to have more and more problems. Absolutely. And no, and that's, that's what I think it's trending towards. It's trending towards another disaster, just like the Saints game last week. And the ironic thing is that they changed all the rules for the whiny-ass Saints fans. Yeah, I'm talking to you, bitches. You <laughs> whiny-ass motherfuckers who, who, by the way, went to the Super Bowl while clearly cheating, by the way. Um, your coach was was exiled from the NFL in an <laughs> unprecedented move, and you whined and you whined and you whined, and you made the NFL even worse. And I, I guarantee you that these rules will work against you. They already have. Again, remember against the Rams, oh, they've beautiful. already they've already worked against them. It's going to continue to work against them. Uh, good job, bitches. Uh, let's move on to next week. Um, I think that we got some really great games on tap. Uh, let's start out with one of the best ones. Uh, the line in this game surprised me a little bit, but not that much. Uh, the Baltimore is so hot. Um, Houston at Baltimore. First of all, let's just talk about it. Is Lamar Jackson the MVP? And if not, who you got? It's hard to argue against him. I think Right now, I think it's a three-headed race, and it's Russell Wilson. Actually, Deshaun Watson's in the conversation, too. For sure. Absolutely. Um if, if you're going to shoot down McCaffrey, it's, it's nonsense because he's been nothing short of incredible. But I hate the, I ha, I'm, I hate the Ravens, but Lamar Jackson is a clear favorite. He's, yep. he's doing amazing things. Um, yeah. <clears throat> and they're building that scheme and offense around him and his talents. Shoot, they just had three Heismans in the backfield one play. <laughs> that, was, that was something fun and unique. Yeah, that was really fun to watch. Um, as far as Lamar Jackson, I hope he's the MVP because my fantasy team will re- be rewarded if that is the case. Uh, but I think it's still kind of a wide-open uh, award. There are pretty much four solid contenders for it with Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson, and McCaffrey. Uh, Russell Wilson is playing... I'm sorry, you said Kirk Cousins wrong. Uh, yeah. Uh, so Russell Wilson is playing amazing football right now, yep. and I don't think that that can be discounted. Nope. He may basically single-handedly carry this team to who knows the... the like. For one... He, if the Seattle Lions are winning the Super Bowl, like he's going to get all the credit for it, right? Like that's that like oh, elite quarterback takes his team to the Super Bowl kind of moment, right? Yep. So potentially that's the case. Um, how, I think how, how much of how much of Lamar Jackson's success is about the system. Now I, I do want to recall uh, back in back years ago, Lamar Jackson just spanked the shit out of FSU, right? And I texted Newman immediately and I said, "Is this guy going to be the next Michael Vick?" I, 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 was, I was saying, like, is this guy, does he have the chops to, to and, and Newman was actually saying, well, he's actually a little bit bigger than Michael Vick. Um, he's ridiculously fast. I, 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 I kind of called it, and then I kind of bought into the hype that he was super inaccurate. He looks so ridiculous. Like, is this guy the next Michael Vick, or is he better? Uh, at this point, he looks better. Way better. Uh, he, he's more accurate, um, and, and, and this may play t- into the system. There, so he's playing a different different football game than Michael Vick was playing. Michael Vick was playing in the NFL at a time where they weren't utilizing his legs as much. Right. If he was running more of these zone reads and, and offense coordinators were being more creative and more accepting to his running ability, could he get to this level? Potentially. Sure. But as we are standing now, from what we're seeing from Lamar Jackson, he looks like he's a better player statistically. Um, it's, it's, it's so hard to compare, especially when you talk about schemes. Vic, Vic's issue, they, they tried to convert him. They weren't ready to adapt. Now the NFL has realized, hey, listen, we're going to adapt to our playmakers. We'll right. adjust our schemes. We, you know, For it, sure. It, it's a whole new – it's a completely mm-hmm. different – it looks the same on TV, entirely different ball game than it was even t- five yep. years or ten years ago. I, uh, I, I trust the Ravens' coaching staff to keep evolving. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I don't think Lamar Jackson gets figured out because I think that coaching staff is so dynamic and ridiculous that they're, they're just always going to throw different things at you. So, so their offense coordinator is this guy by the name of Greg Roman who was previously – with the other Harbaugh uh, back in San Francisco mm-hmm. when they had a guy by the name of Colin Kaepernick at quarterback. And they decided, and kind of sputtered hey, out. hey, we're going to start using him in a pistol formation, 
and start utilizing things that he was doing in college yep. and play to the characteristics that the quarterback is going to play yep. and the scheme that he's going to play the best. And they've just adapted that, brought in Lamar Jackson. Previous to Lamar Jackson, even when they had Flacco, they had some uh, Tyrod Taylor played in there, and when, occasionally when he'd get into games, they'd run a little of this uh, kind of system where they're utilizing the quarterback. And then sure. Roman actually, before he got to the Ravens, was with Buffalo early in the Tyrod Taylor starting days and utilize the run there. So this guy is adaptable, and I think that's definitely playing into the aiding of the system and aiding Lamar Jackson's success. Absolutely. And honestly, if you, if, if you, do you remember back when Kaepernick was so hot and they went to the Super Bowl and they were like, uh, the NFL is over. The pistol offense will run the NFL uh, going forward. And then it just kind of disappeared after Kaepernick left. Trent Dilfer, you mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah. honestly, like they, they were hyping it up so big, like the NFL was over. You, you, you always adapt. It's the same thing that happened when Wildcat came in. Right. They, they adapt. And as offense coordinator, you have to be able to adapt to everyone adjusting to you. Uh, I think that Lamar Jackson's very versatile. He still has to work on his passing a bit. Uh, maybe them drafting a decent big body receiver in the offseason will help. But they have one in Miles Boykin. He's actually shown at times and flash. And I think there's development there that could happen. All right, so let's go right into it. Uh, Houston at Baltimore. Baltimore is favored by four. Uh, Marcus, what's your pick on this game? Um, Houston coming off a bye. Um, Baltimore should win this game. Uh, I think it's going to be close, and I think it's going to come down to the end. I'm going to take the points. Um, give me four points, and because the so other Houston, Houston plus four, because we're going, yep. we're going two possible MVP candidates going head to head this for week. sure. So this is one of the harder lines for me this week. Uh, I really think that I agree with you. Houston off the bye. Uh, Baltimore coming off a big emotional win. And, well, not it wasn't an emotional win this week, but they obviously played really well in that emotional week two weeks ago. Um, Houston does have issues in the secondary, which they've attempted to address, but they also have J.J. Watt is no longer playing on the defensive line. That's going to create problems for them. If Baltimore decides to actually just, hey, we're going to control the clock and not let this get away from us, that's probably their best opportunity to, to win this game. I'm going to take Baltimore, despite the fact that they're giving up the four points. I'm also taking Baltimore, um, and I, I like a lot of your points there. Uh, I love Baltimore at home. Uh, they just seem to have a bravado there, and, dude, there's just something so special about this team right now. Um, I, I, I talk about them every week. I'm obsessed with John Harbaugh. I have ridiculous amounts of confidence in that guy and, and his abilities. Um, he can take – Joe Flacco and make him look elite. You know what I'm saying? Like that—that's the type of guy he is, and that's the type of guy that he's always going to be. And now he's got this special talent, Lamar Jackson. Baltimore rolls, I think. Um, so Steelers play the Browns, and this is not part of our our six uh, our six game uh, uh, contest that we do on a weekly basis. But I gotta say, this blows my fucking mind. The Browns are favored by three in this game, and I I'm so baffled by this i I picked against the browns last week um all of a sudden it looks like they're maybe potentially getting it together a little bit but i still have a hard time believing in them is it an overcorrection just from their one win pittsburgh's defense has steadily improved and improved improved every single week no a lot make a fitzpatrick for defensive mvp absolutely it's been a hell of a signing but what what people looking at it yeah we got spanked by new england Pittsburgh's got five starters on that defense that have never played for them before. Right. right? So, you know, it takes some time. you got rookie linebackers. You see, you see Devin White. It took him some time to adapt and learn. Mark Barron coming into a different system. Takes some time to adapt and learn. Minka's blown the top off it. Um, I think it's a, Pittsburgh's defense now is better than what Buffalo's got going on. They're rushing the passer unbelievably. Bud Dupree's been incredible. Um, I think whoever's going to take uh, Cleveland is going to get burned. I'm I'm riding Pittsburgh so hard. I love them. I love what they're doing defensively. Right. Um. Their their Achilles heel is on the offensive end, but that defense is it's it's incredible to watch. Here's here's how much I think of Minka Fitzpatrick. I think in three years we talk about the Minka Fitzpatrick trade from the Dolphins to Pittsburgh like they used to talk about the trade from the Atlanta Falcons to the San Francisco 49ers by who? Deion Sanders. One of the dumbest trades in history. And I think that this will clearly go down as one of the dumbest trades. That, that, that guy is one of the most dominant defensive backs I've seen in so long. I, I, I've, I've, I've watched him. I've watched him play. I watched him play last week. He, he just he takes over games in a way that you see you only see in like 
you know, Ed Reed, Troy Paul Malu. Yeah. I would even say like Ed, uh, Harrison Smith a couple of years ago. Like the, j- just guys that just can dominate a game from the safety position. He's a special player. Very the special. Dolphins are going to regret that for decades. And it, and it opens up other positions. You know, you have you have the quarterback on the defense right. who picks it up like that. Uh, man, it, they've been very fun to watch. Well, let me ask you guys a question. So Steelers win four straight. They start out one and four. Now they're five and four. Does it mean anything? I mean, does this team actually have a shot? I, I, I always wonder this. Like, if you know you don't got it, should you just fold? Probably in this situation they don't because they traded a first-round pick for Minka Fitzpatrick. But as a fan, Marcus, like, what do you what do you think about this situation? Like, if you guys make the playoffs, do you actually think you have a shot? I mean, what what's going on? Like, so it's it's tough. I think as teams develop and grow, I think once you get to the playoffs this year specifically more than in previous years, right. I think once you get to the show to the playoffs, it's going to be kind of anyone's game. I really still think the NFC is going to win the Super Bowl no matter what. Um, I, I talked to a couple of my buddies. I said as long as the Steelers don't finish in the top ten. It's a great trade to get Minka. Mm-hmm. Um, no one ever could have expected things to develop the way that they are, um, you know. But like I've been talking the last couple of weeks, Pittsburgh, it's it's a downhill ride from here. You know, we got Buffalo, Jets, Browns twice, Bengals, um, uh, one game against the Ravens, which will will more than likely decide the North for sure. Uh, Baltimore's now they're touching their gauntlet. Um, Houston, Seattle, they still have the Rams. Um, and the Tough Niners, schedule. yeah. So now, now they're in their gauntlet, yep. um, and it's 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 wide open. And fortunately for us, everyone's kind of going back and forth in the AFC. So it's so wide open everywhere. Right. Um, it's it's I think they have a really high percentage. I still think they're going to win the North. I'll say it every week. But their their odds of making the playoffs grow and grow as everyone wins and loses every week. Nim, what do you think? Does it matter? <clears throat> yeah, I think I think they definitely are a playoff contender. Um, well, given yeah. given given the AFC's like topsy turvy ways, we'll talk about that later. Uh, they can they can absolutely get into the playoffs. Winning the North, I'm not as confident about. And then if they actually get into the playoffs, I'm not so confident that they're going to be able to do any damage or actually make it to the Super Bowl of any nature. Sure. Um, so so does it matter? Uh, if we're talking about making the playoffs, it matters. If we're talking about making the Super Bowl, it doesn't. Sure. And uh, I don't know. Like they, they have fallen to some weird opponents this year, the, the Ravens. Uh, they've fallen to the Chiefs, the Browns. Um, that's Those are interesting teams, especially the Browns. That, that was a weird – that was in Baltimore that the Browns kind of embarrassed them. Yeah. But anyways, we'll – We'll move on, uh, and we were just talking about it. The NFC's dominance over the AFC this year is is something that's very interesting. If you actually look at the NFL standings, just just kind of browse through, see who is down in the NFC. You got like the Cowboys, you have uh, the Rams, both at five and four, and you look at the AFC, and you have teams like the Raiders at five and four, dude. The Raiders are not a good team. They they would they would be suffocating right now in the NFC. Uh, the NFC so far is 19 and 24. I'm sorry. The AFC so far is 19 and 24 against. How much more dominant is, is the NFC? And does it matter? Is, are the Patriots just gonna gonna do what they always do and come in and, and play upset? I I do not think so. Like I said, I think it's going to the NFC this year. Um, the, de- the Patriots' defense is better, way better than it's ever been. Yes. ever been. But their offense is but bad. But Tom Brady's struggling. Yeah, he's, he looks he, bad. He's struggling. The line's struggling. The offensive line, I think, is the biggest culprit yeah, for, for that sure. offense. Yeah, there's no question. But, but there's so many teams. Every week in the NFC, I could make a legit argument for who's going to make a Super Bowl. Change it every single week. There's so many really good teams. I, I feel bad for... If you make it to the Super Bowl from the NFC, you should automatically have it because that's how tough it's going to be. Let me just rattle off some teams and tell me if they can beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl because I think the Patriots go to the Super Bowl, by the way. <laughs> do you want to do a one-for-one uh, one, or do you want to save it to the end? What do you mean? You say the team, we give the pick? No, just just uh, like uh, San Francisco. Can they beat Can they beat the, the Patriots? With, I think they can. Without a doubt. Packers, can they beat the Patriots? I think they can. See, I don't think they I'm, can. I'm torn on the Packers. Um, I think it's Me too. A, I think it's a very scheme thing. Packers are just too they weirdly good, flawed. It, yeah, they're very weirdly flawed. Um, no, it's really tough to out coach Belichick, but I think the Niners, sure. their front seven is so good, it doesn't matter what they do. It's going to be short passes in that matchup. Um, but I'm torn on Green Bay. It could go either way. And I don't think the Vikings can beat the, pa- the Patriots I, I, either. 
on a good day. Um, but, Tears but, my heart apart to say it, but nah. Sure. I, I don't think the Vikings can either. I think the Patriots would find a way to take away the best weapons for the Vikings, and that would, that would be all she wrote. Especially with Adam Thielen being constantly on the shelf and fucking my fantasy team on a weekly basis. Um, so, on the AFC, you look at teams, 6-3 and three Bills. One of the worst 6-3 and three teams I've ever seen. Uh, the Ben Roethlisberger-less Steelers at 5-4. and four. By the way, Marcus, I could ask you a question. How much does Big Ben secretly hate the Steelers' recent success? Oh, oh he... he it, I think, it, bl- I, it boils him, does it, it not? It's, it's got to be bittersweet because he's still getting paid millions, but, but you got to look at it like, wow, no one's going to love me anymore because look what they're doing without me. Um, and sometimes that's, that's the kick you need. Obviously, you wouldn't want it for like this season, but you know you saw glimpses of it in Kansas City. Their defense stepped up when their guy went down, but he came back and the defense blew again. Um, but yeah, you don't want to see your team win, win without you when it's supposed to be revolving around you. No, you. I, you but you should win. though, if you're a good person. Yeah, you, but Ben Roethlisberger is not a good person. <laughs> you want to see him win, but it's gonna hurt. It's gonna hurt with you not being in there. Newman, what do you think? You, you think you think Ben Roethlisberger just sits there on Sundays and just stews and just like like clapping his hands, but secretly is so angry. He, I mean, if he, if it, if that's what's really happening inside his head, it's not showing it. He is involved in the game, trying to coach him up. Although, despite him saying he had no interest in mentoring uh, Mason Rudolph when he was drafted. Yeah. Uh, I think he's a terrible person. I think he hates it so much. He's a huge drama queen. We all know that. He goes down to these dramatic injuries that he hams up like crazy. He's a great quarterback. He's a Hall of Fame quarterback. But I think he's a shitty person. I think he secretly hates how good the Steelers are doing without him. Uh, Raiders at 5-4. and four. <laughs> Who the fuck is that? Like, do you, First of all, I mean, do you... They've shown flashes on offense. That's not a good team. I've seen them play the Vikings, they're and they so un- that, and Raider, they're bad. Raider esque. They're so undisciplined. I know. I think. I think in the um, in the Chargers game last Thursday, I think there was like twenty one penalties between them. God, Chargers are so weirdly bad. So the Chargers are one of those teams that I, I really have no idea what the hell is going yeah. on with. Um, I think week eleven uh, coming up, they're going to get back Derwin James, and I think that will really help the defense. Um, offensively, they s- still have some stuff to figure out. But in terms of the Raiders, um, they're interesting to me. There's cer- certain things that they're doing really well. They got right. Rodney Hudson, who's one of the best centers in all of football. And that absolutely helps your offensive line when you've got a key component like that right. that's elite at his position. Mm-hmm. Uh, Derek Carr is not a bad quarterback. He's kind of just okay. Um, they have some talent at wide receiver. John Gruden say what you will about him, understands the concepts of offense. He does. And, and how to get the most out of players that way. Um, their defense has played, had moments where right, they played really well and then moments where they played really bad. And honestly, I think that's really the key to why the team is up and down. Right. Their defense has played up and down, the team has played up and down. Well, yeah. I, I, think they, I think they've played to exactly what you expect out of that deep. They have a young defense. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they, they, got, what, they got two first-rounders, and then they got their three rookies. And one of them's out. Studs. One of them's out for the year. And um, oh, the most annoying guy Abrams. in Hard Knocks. Yeah, well, yeah, Abrams, Abrams is out for the year. God, he was fucking annoying in Hard what's Knocks. The, yeah. uh, what's that guy from uh, Eastern Michigan? He's playing really well. Yeah. Um, uh, the end. The un- undrafted rookie uh, defensive end, yeah. Um, they're they're incredible. Like, But, but they're young, and they're the Raiders, so they're going to be aggressive. They're going to do dumb shit. Yeah, I mean, but... they're just looking just enough to give the old razzle-dazzle when they come <laughs> into Vegas. I'm telling you, I, that, that's exactly what they're doing. That's what they've been doing for years. Um, they've won some weird games. They beat the Bears in Chicago. Like, thank you, by the way, Raiders. In London. But, oh, yeah, it was. Holy so, shit. Because well, they, they went. That, they, that explains it. They went seven yeah. weeks in There's a row. There's no way they go into Chicago and beat the Bears. No, I know no. that. All right, so we got a bunch of weird five and four teams. Who's the best and who's the worst of this group? I got the Panthers, Cowboys, Rams, Raiders, Steelers, Eagles. Who's the best of that group? So this was when I when I looked at this as an evaluator, this was actually pretty tough. I wanted to say Pittsburgh because what they're doing. Nah, but, get the fuck out of here. But when you, but when you look at as a whole, um, team players, everything. Yep. I'm, the Rams to me are the best. Um, they're just struggling on offense, and we know that that offense has the ability to click at any moment. Yep. Dallas has the talent, but the coaching has never been there. So bad. So for me, the best overall team, five and four, that can make the best 
long-term run this year and going forward is the Rams. So for me, I definitely agree with you on Dallas having the most talented. They're extremely invested in the offensive line. Their defense played really well. They have Zeke Elliott, Dak Prescott's, you know, had flashes. They should be winning. Amari Cooper, yeah. The fact that they're not winning actually, to me, like you said, goes back to the coaching aspect of it. Um, I think they're the most talented team, so therefore they're the best and the most likely to advance out of the group if someone does. But I really have a hard time quitting the Philadelphia Eagles because their coaching staff actually understands what the hell to do. And I think that at some point in time, it's going like that division is definitely going to come down between those two teams. Somebody's going to make a play. Somebody's going to make a coaching decision that's going to work out for them. And that's going to be the resolve. But uh, so for me, it's definitely between those two teams. I'm going to take the Eagles as the team that's going to advance out of that group. I'm taking the Eagles too. Uh, as I say in pretty much all of our podcasts, I have this weird – I think it's like like if you get your ass kicked by a guy on the on, at recess and you re- you have a profound respect for that guy for the rest of your life. Uh, the <laughs> NFC Championship when the Eagles just mauled and and just molested Case Keenum right in front of me. I think I will always for, uh, respect Peterson for that game for the rest of my life. So I, I think I'm a little like uh, like uh, terrified of them and I'm in awe of Doug Peterson. I love some of the shit he does. I also hate some of the shit he does. He's so aggressive, but I love that. you got to be fucking aggressive in football. And things are not going right for them. I love what he's done. They've scrapped together a weird 5-4 and four record. And one of the most injured rosters I've ever seen. It's so ridiculous how many injuries they've they have. They've been torched by it's, injuries. It's insane. And they're still fucking winning games. Okay, I, I think they beat Patriots. But, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that in a second. But New Orleans at Tampa Bay. Interesting game. Uh, New Orleans is favored in this game by 5.5. Uh, let me ask you a question. Saint, uh, Saints lose to the Atlanta Falcons last week. Should the Saints uh, bench Drew Brees? Or is that the dumbest question you've ever heard? It's unfortunately not a dumb question. It's pretty dumb. It's No, it, it, on, on the surface it is. But, I mean, run the numbers. They, they, they played better as a whole, as collectively as a whole. He, Teddy's not the passer Drew is. He's not going to ever have that prestige. Right. But when you talk about a team game, team sport, they played better as a whole, and they they didn't lose. So if you look at it purely on the figure it out win loss column, because they had they had a tough freaking stretch. Like yeah, that, they get, really tough. It, stretch. It's not it's not like he played dog shit teams. No. So when so it's not so that's why on surface it's dumb, but it's really not. They if if you're winning, that's what you got to do. But you can't do it obviously. But did Teddy win games or did he just not lose them? Doesn't matter. So here's what I actually think it comes down to. Sean Payton was definitely more aggressive with the running game. Some of those games, they definitely did. So they specifically did not have Alvin Kamara. They leaned heavily on Latavius Murray and that running game. I think that offensive line is really good. I think they can run the ball really well. The thing that they didn't do against Atlanta was run the ball. I have no idea why, but that's what they chose to do. That's really probably the reason why they lost that game. They'll figure it out, uh, I believe, in Sean Payton. And I think that Drew Brees is definitely going to be your better option overall because while Teddy is good at managing the game, the issue that he lacks is if teams, teams start to stack the box, if they decide to run the ball, Drew Brees is going to be able to beat you with the play action. And I, I want the Drew Brees to Michael Thomas connection, especially for my fantasy team. So let's launch into the picks. Uh, Marcus, who you got in this game? New Orleans favored by 5.5 in Tampa. Uh, and we're in St. Petersburg, folks. And we all love watching the Bucks blow it. So... Um, don't. Even Newman secretly <laughs> likes it. Do not bet against New Orleans. Um, I think you come out to prove a point. Uh, I think this is going to be should be a tight game, um, and I really don't like five and a half. But um, it's, I think the statement game. Give me uh, give me the Saints on the road. I'm going to take the most entertaining team in football, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, to cover a five and a half point spread. They keep the games close. They're going to score on offense. Jameis may give you a turnover or two, but the game is going to be interesting. You're going to watch it. You're, I mean, you might hate watch it, but you're going to watch it. And uh, Jameis and, and, and Drew Reese dueling it out like we saw the like the last time. The Saints at home, they couldn't even blow out the Bucks. Why the hell would they do it in Tampa? In I mean, outside of the Dome, Drew Reese is actually statistically, if you look throughout his career, he's really not played that great. So I expect the Bucks to be able to cover. Yeah, um, I'm going New Orleans on this one, and it's because it's because they lost last week to Atlanta, and I have a lot of faith in that coaching staff. I think they get it done. Um, so Arizona at San Francisco—that's their next game on tap. 
And Marcus, keep in your fucking pants. We know how much you love Arizona. Um, so I, I think I know where you're headed with this pick. Uh, try not to embellish too much, but uh, uh, what, who are you taking in this game? An, an interesting game. you, you got to admit, 11 and a half. That's a lot of points for Arizona, which is a decent team and a good offense. Listen, I, I, know, I know we're in San Francisco. Um, Arizona kind of exposed a few things, and if you if you closely watch, Seattle picked up on some of them. That's what they that's how they tried to attack um, the Niners offensively. Get the ball on the outside. Um, I, I love what Arizona's doing. They're getting hate on. I love betting on them. Uh, Eleven and a half is just too juicy for me. Um, you you'd, you'd expect that San Francisco bounces it back in this rematch game at home, coming off of a loss. And they should win, and they will more than likely win. I, I just like double digits, man. Um, Arizona keeps covering. They just keep covering games. They do. 11.5 points is way too many for me. I'm going to take Arizona, uh, despite the fact that they're on the road. San Francisco's coming off. It's going to be a short week for them. Um, emotional game. They've got injuries to Emmanuel Sanders, George Kittle. I'm definitely going to take Arizona, getting the 11.5. Yep, I'm taking Arizona, too. I just like fucking Marcus about his Arizona love. <laughs> Um, that's way too many points, and uh, they just lost a huge game uh, against against Seattle. I think they're going to be a little bit razzled. Um, I think it's kind of underrated how young San Francisco is, and I think their 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 volatility is about to show itself. Um, they're going to win the game. I, I I'm certain that they win the game, but I think that it's it's a little bit closer than people think. I mean, clearly a lot closer. Yeah, we, we saw we saw in their last matchup, which I do hate when they put. Division matchups. I played twice in the three weeks. I hate that. Right. Um, but Cardinals hung in there, man. So one of the most interesting games in the week for me. Um, I'm gonna watch this game like a fucking hawk because I am just so curious about the turnout. Uh, this game for me determines a lot of what's gonna happen in the NFC going forward because uh, Philadelphia is sitting at five and four. Do they come out of this game with a win? Uh, they are playing New England and they are not favored at home. New England, of course. Uh, a lot of people think they're the best team in the league. Our favorite by three and a half. Uh, Super Bowl rematch, one of the greatest Super Bowls that's ever happened, ever. Um, what are you guys' thoughts on this game? And don't don't give your picks. Just just uh, like what is this going to be as good as the Super Bowl? Are the Eagles just not nearly as good as they were? Like, what are your thoughts on this game? I think this is a really good time to see what New England's made of. Right. Uh, we all talk about their cakewalk that they had. Um, first real matchup going in was Baltimore, and they got smoked. Um, so it's about character, how you bounce back, how you react when you get knocked down, how you come up. And Bill Belichick's obviously the best at getting his team to do that. But it's also a big game for Philly. Yes. Um, they're trying to figure it out. Um, you know, they're battling those injuries you guys talked about. But you want to talk about a statement game? This is the time to make it. Both teams are coming off bye weeks. Um, this, this between Houston Baltimore game this this really should be the game of the week um, I think I'm just as I'm just just as anxious for both but man I cannot wait to watch this one so I'm gonna ha- I'm gonna have to uh, lean on the old crutches here Bill Belichick coming off of uh, 12 13 days and a loss is absolutely furious like New England has just like you know what happened? Like as soon as they lost that game on Monday, Tuesday they were in in the, in the facility. Bill Belichick was just ripping them apart. Okay, this team has probably had two of the best weeks of practice they've had all season. Philadelphia, on the other hand, they're injured. They're still injured. Alshon Jeffrey missing practices this week. Like this is this is a problem for this team. They're consistently hurt. I don't know how they're going to really recruit on this. Um, even though I like them versus the rest of the NFC and other opportunities to win games throughout the rest of the season, beating beating the uh, New England is a really tough task for them. Very tough task. So you're going New England? Yeah, I'm going to take New England. Okay. Um, oh, shit. We, we really didn't go into that. But um, I'm taking Philly in this game. I'll tell you why. I think that Bill Belichick sometimes uh, – uh, chokes himself and thinks about the play where um, Nick Foles handed it off and then they threw it to the t- – uh, sorry, the, to the tight end Philly and special. the tight end threw the it to Philly the – special. Yep. I think that he, he, he regrets not thinking that himself. I think that he's mesmerized by Peterson's game plan in that game, which is so incredible. I mean, I, I wouldn't have thought in a million years that they were going to be able to pull that out. 
So you think that's going to make him less likely to want to pour it on? No, I, I, I think I think that he is... I think that Bill Belichick has weird flaws against certain teams. He's always struggled, like, randomly against Miami. Um, he, he, you, know, you know what team he randomly has struggled with in his career is the Broncos. I think that he just has these, like, little things, and I think Philly is one of those things. I have a lot of trust in, in Peterson. I think he's going to lay it all on the line. To. They have to win this they game. Have they have to win this game if, if they're going to make the playoffs. I'm so excited for this game. Uh, Marcus, who are you taking? Uh, New England by 38. Um, but I do, uh, trust me, I hope to God I'm wrong on this. I would. Lo- I love nothing more than watching New England lose. It's, it's one of my like, little kinks. Yeah. Uh, it gets me really going. But um, I, I have to take Belichick off of bye week. Okay. Uh, let's move on. Chicago at Rams. Rams are favored by seven points, and these are two teams that are just been bitter disappointments this, this this year. So let me just ask you guys, which team is the bigger disappointment? The Rams are currently at five and four. Chicago's at four and five. These are both teams that were absolutely projected to win their division. Uh, were projected to kind of just slide in the playoffs. Now it's looking very, very, very uncertain. So which team is the bigger disappointment, and why? Um, for me, it's the Rams. Um, Chicago's still playing good defense. They just there's always the question mark about Trubisky. Right. If you would have told me at the beginning of the year, the Rams would go, uh, what uh, was that? Five, five, five and four. Well, no, no, not the record. I was they're they're like like eleven quarters in a row without a touchdown. You would have ever told wow. me that. I, I would have smacked you in the face and called you a liar. I didn't know liar. that. That's crazy. Yeah, they're like 11 quarters in a row without a touchdown. So it's not, the number is close, but it's something absurd. That is one of the biggest disappointments when you talk about how intelligent Sean McVay is yeah. and how creative they are on offense. That's To me, that's the biggest disappointment. They're playing just as good defense as you'd expect, um, but they should they should be, what, seven uh, – Seven and three right now, tied where you know that's terrible. Yeah, for me, it's definitely the Rams as the the biggest disappointment. If you look at the team, look at the teams, the Rams at least, uh, or the the Bears at least have an identity. Like they're going to play good defense. They know they're going to play good defense. Everyone knows they're going to play good defense. With the Rams, what what are they good at? Their offense is supposed to be good. Theoretically, they're not good. Their defense is supposed to be good based on the fact that they have, you know, Wade, Phil- Wade Phillips and all that stuff, but they've not been good. So, like, they're not even good at anything. They're just kind of, like, bouncing around, like, with this playing with this potentially good team. But they were really talented, but they also gave away a lot of talent. They also have severe issues on the offensive line. They lost two more starters on the offensive line just this week. Yep. Uh, and it's been offensive line issues. I'm going Chicago, and here's why. Uh, because I think the Rams get it together. I think they find a way to, to grind it out. They're not going to win that division, but um, I think they find a way to get a wild card spot. I have a lot of faith in Sean McVay, but here's why I say Chicago. I think Chicago is doomed going forward. And so the outlook of them going into the season was that they were going to be this great team, uh, that they were going to come in and just kind of uh, work it in the north. And now all of a sudden we see maybe their quarterback sucks balls. I think he does. I think, he's, I think he's a bad quarterback. I don't think he's ever going to be the guy. So, for me, when you look at Rams, yes, and Goff has been disappointing, but I think I have so much more faith in McVay to be able to kind of get it together. And we've seen Goff when he gets hot. I haven't really seen Trubisky when he gets hot. I don't think that guy can get hot. He got hot for a very short period last year, but it was just, I think it was just so fluky. And I think, so I think against bad defenses too. I, I, exactly. And I, I think that the disappointment in this is that the sh- Chicago looks at themselves and they don't see a team that they can salvage because Mitch Trubisky sucks. He sucks. I I, I truly believe that. I I think that guy is just a trash quarterback who's going to be a bust. He's going to be a backup in a couple years and then he's going to fizzle out of the league. He's so inaccurate. makes terrible decisions. He fumbles a lot. He turns the ball over too much. He's just a bad quarterback overall. Cam Newton's going to look good in uh, in, in those blue and uh, orange there, huh? (laughs) We'll see, man. But uh, so, which team? Which team? Do either of these teams make the playoffs? Rams. I'm gonna go with no. But in this particular game, I'm gonna take the Bears to cover. Okay. Man, playoffs. Playoffs are tough. Um, no, the, neither team. If anyone will, it's gonna be the Rams. Only if Minnesota if Minnesota falters. Um, 
and man, I hate seven points here, but I think that I think now we're at that part of the season where it's do or die for the Rams because they're at the do or die spot, and I, I think I think it's a state. It's, it's McVay is going to do some creative stuff. Gurley's fine. Gurley's going to get. She's going to start getting 20, 30 touches going forward because they have to. They wanted to preserve him for the playoffs. Yep. Guess what? You, you lose again, you don't make the playoffs, pal. Uh, and come on, McVay, go slay some puss and cover that seven yes. points, baby. Drown it in puss out in LA. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to take Chicago with that defensive line against the Rams beat up offensive line. Not a chance. Here's here's my prediction. The Rams fucking roll. They're going to destroy the Bears. Mark my words, folks. They are absolutely just going to destroy them. It, it, it's in L.A. Um, Chicago comes off an embarrassing win, weirdly enough, at home against Detroit, where they should have just absolutely dominated that game. Um, that was a game that they had to prove that, hey, we're back. Trubisky weirdly did look good at the end of that game, but he's going to default back to the back to the guy that he is. Um, Wade Phillips is going to find a way to put so much pressure on him. I'm telling you, the Rams are going to absolutely destroy them. This is my pick of the week, weirdly, at seven points. Rams win this game, and they win it big. So let's move on. Uh, A very interesting game at the beginning of the season. Not so interesting right now, but the line is pretty interesting to me. So Kansas City at Chargers. Kansas City is only favored by three and a half, which... If you'd have told me that three weeks ago, I would have t- called you a liar. Because, uh, I mean, Kansas City was the clear favorite. I mean, they, they just looked so dominant, like they couldn't be beaten. Um, Titans beat the Chiefs last week in a shootout, which, I don't know about you guys, I didn't think the Titans had a shootout in them. Is there something to worry about with the Chiefs? Vegas is clearly worried about the, with the spread. I think the Titans are one of the weirdest teams we have in the NFL. Right. They're so up and down. Obviously, at 5-5, five and five, ex- that exactly fits their description. Um, th- they'll win games where you don't necessarily think that they're going to win it, and then they'll lose games where you're like, why are you losing that game? Yep. It's just so very – I have no grip. I have no understanding on what's going on with that team. But, think- but going back to the Chiefs, like, that's that's a game you got to win. Like, yep. uh, I know it's not an arrowhead, but Tennessee's not that far. It shouldn't be a big travel issue. You have Patrick Mahomes back in the game. Um LaShawn McCoy, you rest him, weirdly, which is one of the weirdest, like, hey, we're going to rest our starting running running back because, you know, it's a, we designated it as a rest week for him in advance. And then you lose the game. Now it's like, well, maybe you shouldn't have rested him. I don't know what they're doing in terms of their running game. Uh, do they miss Kareem Hunt? Is that a question? Definitely. Well, well I mean, how do you not miss a talent like that? Um, I'm, I'm actually really excited for this game because Chargers gave us glimpses of oh, man, they're about to do the Phillip Rivers okey-doke right. come back when they beat Green Bay, and then they choke against the Raiders. Um, here's my fun, solid prediction, and you can put this in permanent marker. Um, there's going to be well over 60 points in this game. Um, Interesting. Tyreek Hill is going to get hurt early on because I just <laughs> traded him. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Keenan Allen is going to have four touchdowns just to piss off a ton of people. Oh, my God. But Kansas City is still going to roll this game. So Give me the Chiefs. Me and Marcus are in a fantasy league, and we just traded an epic trade. I traded way I'm more. I'm not in that league or nothing. I, 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 I put way too much on the line for Tyreek Hill. I'm a huge fan of the guy. He is by far the number one wide receiver over the last four weeks. Oh, my God. He's just absolutely close. dominating. Um, so I put it all on the line. Uh, if that happens, I will come over and murder you where you stand. But let me ask you a question: Is it good? Is it a good thing for the Chargers to fail now? Clearly, they're not making the playoffs. Do they need to win this game? Should they just not win this game? Because they they Philip Rivers is so old; he's ancient. Is it good for them to just get a good pick and just move on? Because they have so much young talent. They're still building for the future, but weirdly, they're they were they were considered contenders. Should they just lose now, go out, draft a quarterback, and, and call it a day with their talented roster that they could turn around in a second if they get a, a good talent or a sender? So I don't I don't think Anthony Lynn is going to get the benefit of, hey, it's okay if you lose. Like, the, the Chargers are in a position. They made the playoffs last year. They were a good team. They're going to be expected to win. If, if, they, if they don't make the playoffs, there's a good chance Anthony Lynn gets fired. He's kind of messed up a bunch of games already by his mis, mismanagement and miscoaching uh, – opportunities so for him you absolutely need to coach this game to win there's not there's not a chance that you're not but 
is this team any good? I'm I'm very confused, honestly. Um, a couple weeks ago, they get Melvin Ingram back. They look good. Supposedly, they're going to get uh, Derwin James back soon, so that should really help the defense. But is the off does the offense really have an identity, right? They had some flashes with Austin Eckler. Keenan Allen looked great. And then all of a sudden, they just start not playing well right. for really no reason. Like, there's no reason that the offense started playing poorly. Entertainment. Um, I, I don't think you... I don't think you want to lose here. Um, I guess it depends on your standpoint. You're not—they're not bad enough to get into that top five discussion, right? Um, and defensively, they got some sound players. You're going to get a good Mike, a good linebacker, where they could use some assistance, a DB mid late. Um, and it just—it comes down to the quarterbacks. There's going to be some yeah. good ones sitting where they're at. Um, if you want to tank, it's the following year. If you're high on Trevor Lawrence, um, but. I, I don't. I just don't. I don't think Philip Rivers has it in him to quit. I don't think that team has it in him to quit. Um, they're they're gonna they're gonna be a borderline. They're gonna be pushing in the 15, 16, 17 weeks of the season of possible playoff contention. Uh, I think they're gonna come up just short, and they're gonna be missing Derwin James from the, the, that. Those, those eleven weeks are gonna kill them on that standpoint. Dude, Philip Rivers is gonna have a Eli Manning like end to his career with the Chargers, and I'm certain of that. Um, except for Eli Manning doesn't have 11 children to feed like Philip Rivers, so maybe he holds on to it for even longer. Here's my opinion. Uh, do they go out and draft a quarterback? Do they go grab one in free agency? Here's what I do if I'm the Chargers. I think that the Jameis Winston era is coming to an end with the Bucks. I think they need to go out next year. They already have the roster around them with Derwin James back next year. Uh, you know, a, t- a former teammate. Not they didn't actually play together, but they both went to the same college. I think you bring Jameis Winston in next year, and they're immediately a contender again. What are your guys' thoughts on that? Or should they go in the draft? Should they stick with Philip Rivers? I just don't think Philip Rivers well, is the answer. They, they, they need a replacement, and it, I think it's going to depend on positioning. But there's there's going to be a couple good big names out there. Jameis being one, Teddy Bridgewater is a possible option. Ham to Cam Newton is another possible option. Uh, Ryan no- Tannehill, Marcus Mariota. Couple. No, maybe not no. good options, yeah, but options. <laughs> so, but when you talk about options to replace immediately, there's three, there's three solid options there. Um, you want to see Rivers go out on his own terms, but his inconsistency has just been like abysmal this year. Brutal to watch. That, that, that one interception he tossed last week against Oakland, like that, we, we were on the cruise ship and I was just like, Rivers is done. <laughs> I was like, that, that is not a play that he made earlier in his career. I think he's done. So, again, Kansas City favored three and a half. Marcus, who's your pick? At the Chargers. I, ha- I have to go Kansas City. Just give me a shootout and a uh, tiebreak hill injury. I'm going to take the Chargers to cover the points. Uh, I think Derwin James makes an impact in his first week back. I see. I'm going Kansas City all day. The line has already moved to four, by the way. Since since, since we've done this, the line has already moved to four. Um, not that that means all that much. I'm just saying that uh, I don't know why this line is so close. <laughs> I think Kansas City dominates this game, and I again, this is one of these Kansas games. Kansas City I'm just hasn't kinda... dominated all year. That's the problem. Patrick Mahomes is definitely still coming back from injury. And um, he's still Patrick Mahomes, and the Chargers are bad. They're not a good team. Uh, even with Derwin James, I don't think that Derwin James can. You can just plug him in there, and he just makes him that much better. Uh, so I'm, I'm I'm going Kansas City. I'm pretty confident with the pick, uh, just because the line is already moving even further. So at three and a half, for sure. Yeah, I'll take them all. If you're game. gambling out there, take more points if you can get it. Yeah, I agree with that. So um, let's talk about late risers. Um, a team that did it twice was, was the Giants. Uh, both times that they beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl, they came out of nowhere. They were, they were a wild card team both those times. Do you see any team out there that resembles that? Like, are there any team that's kind of like laying low right now that could suddenly get hot? Because it's all about momentum in the NFL. Is there a team out there that's like the Giants that is kind of under the radar, you know, not like a San Francisco, not like a Seattle, that's under the radar that can come in and win it all? Is there any team out there like that and who? For me, it's right back to that 5-4 and four conversation. If anyone can make that burst and become an unstoppable force, for me, it's the Rams. Sure. Uh, so in that respect, I'm also going to go back to the 5-4. and four. I think, you know, the Philadelphia or 
Dallas. Those are those teams where it's like, hey, man, if all of a sudden Philadelphia gets a little healthy and some of these players that, they, that they've been missing all year start showing up, that's definitely an opportunity. And then who knows? Maybe, like, Jason Garrett hands over more of the reins to Kellen Moore and Dallas starts playing better on offense or something. Like, But that defense has played really well this year. they got a good coordinator or kind of two co-coordinators on, on, on defense. And then the offense has talent. Like, there's no reason for Dallas to be bad. I'm going to go with a team that's just easy, and I'm cheating here, but I'm, I'm going to fucking say it. Like, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs at 5-4. and four. Um, I, I, They've sputtered uh, with Mahomes' injuries. I have so much faith in Patrick Mahomes. Um, I think they go out and blow the charges this week. I think that they just storm down the rest of the season. Depending on Mahomes', it's all dependent on Mahomes because they can't be the team that they are with uh, what's his face more. I mean, Mahomes, Mahomes looks healthy. Yeah. All things considered, I mean, what did he throw for four fifty last week? Four thirty. Exactly. And that, but but the, did you watch that game? Oh yeah. Something just seemed not quite right. Like you know what I'm saying? Like he's he's. I feel like he's not as confident. Like he's definitely worried about impact with his knee. Naturally, I'm certain of that. Naturally, yeah. but you get through that first game. You know, you can't. You kind of. It's just like a boxer. You know. You get the the hit in the chin. All right, all right now I'm ready. But if, if I'm getting hit in the chin and I'm throwing for over 400 yards and four touchdowns, well, that's a hell of a warm-up. Um, for so, sure. So, I mean, but it's I, a great I, pick. I think a key with Mahomes is that he has ice in his veins and he never second-guesses himself. I just sense a little hesitation. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm overthinking it, but uh, when I watched him last week, like there was just something there. I think that as his knee recovers and he gets more mobile, that team is just going to burst out. Uh, now, what they do in the playoffs, that's all up to Andy Reid. For the love of God, do something different in the playoffs. Yeah. Fucking do it every single time. But uh, I think that that team could get really hot. They have they have some really interesting talents on defense. And obviously, you know, they have weirdly talented guys that are kind of underrated on offense. What's the, what's the guy with that ridiculous burst on that Nicole Hardeman. Dude. Oh, that, my. He is so fast. They have like two... Split, the same guy on the same team. When you split a safety and a DB in the NFL, yeah. you're fast. Yes. You're, you're fast. And, and we're talking flirting with Tyreek. Tyreek Hill's a different level, but McCole Hardeman, he's flirting with that. that. That's an insane burst. You haven't seen from a lot. But like, they're running back issues. I mean, it, it kind of hurt him at the end of last year. You know, I think maybe they on. should go to just a one running back system. Like, maybe this splitting the carries between the backs and utilizing different assets of whatever trying to be new england i guess with the running game is not working maybe they just need to be like hey you're our guy we're gonna give you 20 25 touches and then if you get hurt if you need a spell we'll we'll, we'll sub the other guy in a little bit let me ask you a question should they have just gone all in this year and just went out and got Le'Veon bell like throwing the jets like some first round like man, a first round would, pick man, what if it thrived in that dude offense? he would have absolutely thrived it, it would have been unstoppable i uh, apparently they inquired I'm, I'm sure you guys heard that. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that would have been ridiculous. I, I think they're missing something on the I offense. I think the Jets were, were definitely asking too much. For uh, sure. That I would, no matter who I am, really, I wouldn't feel comfortable giving up. But was there some middle ground? Potentially. Who knows? Maybe that was a fault on the GM in the offseason, thinking that Damian Williams could be the guy. I certainly never thought Damian Williams no. could be the guy. Like, he, he, was, he was so clearly not this talented guy. Um, and he, he just doesn't have this it factor, like... I don't know what they were thinking there. Like they should have went after Le'Veon Bell like hard yeah. in the offseason. That that would have just made that offense just so unstoppable. Unreal. Yeah, but the defense is probably the biggest problem. It, it absolutely is. It is, but if you score seventy, exactly, they compensated all year just by having this dominant offense, and then Kareem Hunt went away, and they were still good. But they lost this edge, right? To them. Right. That's they lost. They lost something yeah, like yeah. it was just immediate. Like, and and then. Obviously, they win the playoffs, and they eventually lost. So, um, I, But I still I have faith in that team. Go on and grab like a Jayajayi or, or someone like that. Just try and, try and generate a spark. The guy, the running backs that they have just are, are kind of weak, and yeah. it's interesting. All, all the same. It's kind of like what we kind of harped a little bit on San Francisco. You have three of the exact same running backs, and it's the same thing in Kansas City. Right. No one's really going to separate themselves. They're going to do the same thing. But if they're all going to do the same thing, use one guy. Let him get in a rhythm. Let him roll. Sure. Well, uh, so, guys, we are now currently right at the hour mark. So I just want to uh, shoot it around, and we'll do this at the end of every podcast. Um, go ahead and give some of your closing thoughts. It can be on sports. It can be on anything. Uh, something you want to say, some observation, anything. Let's let's start with you, Marcus. Um, 
don't drink and drive. Uh, Steelers will win the 2021 Super Bowl in Tampa Bay, and I will be there. And Newman, my friend Newman down the street, he told me, and we shook on this, and I signed with signed documents, all filmed. He told me if I streak at the Super Bowl, he will pay for my ticket. And Drew, you saw that. You were there yep, when he I said that. I was there. That. I, I can certify he's that, such that, a, that is he's, true. he's such a clown, but I have to. I have to. If I go when we win that Super Bowl, I have to get a free ticket. For yeah, that's a yinzer for you. Uh, unfortunately for Marcus, the, the the Steelers have no chance of making the Super Bowl next year, um, so that won't be happening. But anyway, um, Florida State is about to hire Bob Stoops. You hit it here first, so that's my thought. Uh, my thought is that we just had a discussion this week. With the XFL. And yes, sir, we are the unofficial, official media partners of the XFL. And we're going to go all in on this partnership. Consider us your official source for all XFL news going forward. We're about to become um, uh, season ticket holders. We're also going to get some media passes. We're going to be on the sidelines. We're going to go to every tailgate. Look for us on the sidelines. Look for us on the sidelines, but also look for us on the tailgate. We plan on raging at these things. So, uh, yeah, XFL and the Sports Memory, very real partnership. Definitely not fake and something that I'm completely embellishing right now. All right, guys, thank you so much for for joining us. Uh, Again, we were live at the galley tonight. Uh, We recorded this. We plan on doing more podcasts out and about in downtown St. Pete area. If you see us post, come have a beer with us. Uh, But we love you. Love you so much. Love you maybe too much. Maybe pop that shirt off. Maybe the pants. And uh, get a little bit more comfortable next time you listen to us because we were really comfortable listening to you. I love you. Have a good night. 